1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 157th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I am extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me on just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And on today's episode, we are going to be covering off on Dr. Disrespect, a live action Final Fantasy in the works, PUBG getting its own spin-off, plus lots more. But before we dive in, I need to introduce my two co-hosts. First, we have the human Wikipedia of Titty Cooking Games herself, you can find her at Miss Ally Hart. Welcome, Miss Ali Hart. And secondly, the King of Glebe Iron Fist. Find him at the Arcades of I Salim TD. Mrs. salim Abraham, how you's doing this Sunday morning Saturday afternoon on the Hunger Gamers? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> doing good. I, I, my claim to fame, Titty Cooking Games. I, I hope that's brought up when I die.
1: Yeah, like uh, when you have your own Wikipedia page, that will be on there. That is for sure. Like under profession or career or whatever they describe it as, that'll be that'll be there.
0: Create a doctorate.
1: Mm. You know, what? people would follow. You could create a cult. You know, you could create a new religion. You could create a new profession, but people will be following
0: as long as I ain't talking about Tifa.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I'll be following as long as it's in a positive light. So
0: <laughs> you missed out, Sam. You really missed out. Hard hitting uh, hard hitting news we so, covered last week. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Some real life changing stuff in the world of gaming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> we're here to talk about the real problems.
1: <laughs> yeah. No stones were unturned, no eyes were dry. That episode, it was uh, it was touching. It was, Not it a was, cup was empty. cutting edge.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have the full contingent back again for episode one fifty-seven. We got a lot on the uh, lot on the plate today, but I thought Ooh. I'd ask you this quick question. On the back of the Harry Potter hysteria, and I guess my more so uh, boredom on Twitter last night asking this question, I want to ask you guys this, what are your Pottermore answers to the following? We're going to do Hogwarts house, your Patronus, your wand, and your Ilvermorny house, which is something that was completely alien to me until logging on to Pottermore and working out what the heck that's about again. So, uh, Miss Hart, did you want to lead us off?
0: Sure thing. Yeah, I had no idea what the house thing was. Like, is there something that got introduced later with, like, Fantastic Beasts or something, maybe? I don't know. I kind of dropped off the wagon after. Um... Oh, I'm not going to do spoilers. Um, so, Hogwarts House, I am unfortunately Gryffindor. Hey. I don't think that's meant to be me. It feels like a goody two shoe house. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I- yeah, that's
1: <laughs> probably the best way to describe it. It's It's the gold star. Uh-huh. Teachers pet house, right? Oh
0: Exactly. First in line, fucking do all the homework, that kind of person. I just I don't think that's me. I don't know. I maybe I should read into it more. I feel like maybe there should be more to it. Um Are we going down the line?
1: Oh, we do like house each and then onto the patronus, you reckon?
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: Okay. Dream, I'm gonna take a guess for you and say <laughs> it's <weird>. not Gryffindor. <laughs> And I'm probably going to put short odds that you are, by the way, a Potter in Slytherin.
0: Oh, 100% he's a Slytherin.
2: <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure I like I. I said this on the show, maybe like four weeks ago when I reviewed uh, Wizards Unite. But yeah, I am. I am. I'm absolutely. <laughs> so not only am I not only am I in Slytherin, I'm head boy in Slytherin. <laughs> that, that, is huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the title, huh? That is quite the title. Yeah. Head boy, yeah. head boy. That's Ooh. a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> in, yeah, I've I've actually Maybe started certain reading, schools. I've <laughs> actually started reading the books again.
0: Oh, really? Is yeah. it good? How do you find reading the books now that there's a movie out there telling you what characters look like?
2: I I, <laughs> I certainly imagine the characters um, as as the actors that play those characters, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's 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 fine. It's easy. You don't think about it too much. There are a lot of characters in the books that you just don't see in the movies at all. So,
0: no, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's cool. Mm. All
1: right. So my Hogwarts house in this uh, Pottermore scenario landed me in Ravenclaw. In Ravenclaw. Uh. In Ravenclaw. And if we go sort of snake style and jump onto the Patronus, my Patronus is the Kingfisher
0: dream. That's a bird, right?
1: That is the bird, like a little... Little sort of uh, teal and brown colored bird, adept at getting fish out of the water, funnily enough, I guess, hence the name. So uh, yeah, I am the Kingfisher Ravenclaw dude. I'm not the the best boy at Ravenclaw, sadly. I'm just uh, one of the many, but uh, you know, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that.
0: You're in a bird house and you got a bird Patronus.
1: Oh, and you wait to my um, Ilvermorny house. It's also bird themed, so uh, it's all (laughs) happening here.
2: Dream, what about you? What's your Patronus? Mate, uh, it's a platypus. I'm, pr- I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure it's a platypus. I think you're right because I remember you doing this
1: when we went to that bank bakery.
0: Yeah, get meat pies.
1: Yeah, get the pies and the morning coffees. And I'm pretty sure you did it either on the way there or when we got back to the old studio and um, mm. you unveiled uh, your platypie. There you go.
0: Platypie. It's such a cute animal.
2: Don't 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 let the looks fool you. We've got a poison barb in our thumb that will you know will fuck you up.
0: Alright, I won't do thumb wars with you. Um my Patronus is a hyena.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. I didn't actually like that either.
1: It just <laughs> makes me think of the hyenas from The Lion King. Saying like, Would you be I think you're probably Whoopi Goldberg, she's the sassy one in that.
0: I want to be Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, might as well i'm in gryffindor all oh right if,
1: if we snake it back uh gryffindor hyena what's your what's your wand
0: <laughs> my wand is a sycamore wood with a dragon heart string core i'm 12 and a half inches and surprisingly <laughs> swishy flexibility <laughs> <laughs> ladies
1: it sounded like you were reading one of those um <laughs> like dating like the the dating videos from the the 90s where you're sitting in yeah. front of the camera
0: I was going for more like, you know, TV um, shopping. But that, yeah, same.
1: Yeah. Same, yep. same. <laughs> yeah. Dreamo, I, I'm wondering, is your Pottermore wand different than the wand you had in the Wizards Unite?
2: Or I, did I, you end up somehow the same? I don't actually know. Okay. I, I, I don't know what my Pottermore wand is and my phone. My phone's dead. So I can't quite tell you what my, um, my Wizards Unite wand is. But I'm pretty sure it was something like, it was like nine and a half inches uh oak it was oak with a unicorn hair with a unicorn heartstring hair. Ha- yeah that's right and then hard and it was hard oak <laughs> okay nine and a half uh- inches of hard oak that's what i remember
1: <laughs> well i'm uh i'm i'm packing the cedar wood with the dragon core heartstring 11 and three quarter inches giddy up and yeah. solid flexibility yes so that is my wand and then if we uh, if we sort of snake it back again, and go to the uh, Ilvermorny house, uh, as I said earlier, with a little bit of a spoiler there, bird themed. Thunderbird is my Ilvermorny house.
0: Th- is that really a house? Thunderbirds.
1: It is because it it, it's each one of these houses. I was reading about it is based about like the wizard or the the witches like anatomy. So it can be like brain related, spirit related. This is this house is like a soul. House apparently, and it lends itself to adventurers. The Thunderbird House, oh. so uh, yeah. that's me.
0: The Thunderbirds were adventurers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think yeah. I I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure the Thunderbirds are the Gryffindors of of Ilvermorny. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> bunch of straight lace hair combed to the side. I don't want I don't want to go further. But you, yeah, I, I do comb my hair yeah. to the side. Yeah. God
1: yeah. damn it. Mm. What about yourselves, Miss Hart? Your Ilvermorny house?
0: Uh, I'm a horned serpent. Hey, me Ladies. too. Me too. Hey. Yeah. See, I I thought this one would be more Gryffindor because it says that you know they were certain wizards and witches that were like very like scholars. They're like, oh, fucking like Gryffindor.
2: That sounds like Ravenclaw.
0: You reckon?
2: Yeah, like Ravenclaw. Like it's all about um, intellect and wisdom, and you know, yeah. That's, that that's makes kind sense. of the, the traits of Ravenclaw.
1: Yeah, so they represent the mind over witch or wizard. The old uh, horned serpent house. Mm.
2: There you no, go. No wampus here. No wampus. No, no wampus.
1: But apparently, no apparently, a lot of people woji? are the wampus. No, the Puck Moji. Sorry. A lot, a lot of people I was talking to, they're all like, oh, "I haven't seen anyone that's not a Puck Moji," and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?"
0: <laughs> Do you kiss your mother with that mouth?
1: Sometimes. <laughs> and Then she beats me. For swearing. Cheers. Yeah. You don't mess with Mama Laws; She's a tough old stick.
0: Is it true that you can take this information from like Pottermore and then go to Universal Studios and then like apply it there? That's one thing that what? I think someone like mentioned.
1: That'd be cool because if you could.
0: It's like it's Universal, right? That has like the Harry Potter land section. Mm-hmm. And they can give you a wand and all that sort of business.
1: That's cool if you could say, like, here's my credentials and they build your wand based off <laughs> here's that. My,
0: here's my passport. That's it. That's here's my 11 it.
1: and three quarter inches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here's my 12 and a half inches. Oh, damn it.
1: Uh, so I wouldn't even I'm know what biggest. to do with all that.
0: <laughs> so glad I'm the biggest. Would
1: not even know what to do with all that.
0: I'm compensating. It's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So outside of the Pottermore uh, hysteria, what else have you guys been up to? Anything you've been playing? Anything you've been doing? Tell me the things. Ms. Hart, did you want to lead us?
0: Yeah, I'll start off. So uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 had a demo on the Switch, uh, which I thought I'd jump on because there's a lot of elements to it that look like Minecraft. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why not? I'll give it a go. Um, And I was discussing with Sam because you played the first one, didn't you, Sam? I did.
2: I did. Yeah.
0: And um, I've got to say, the start is such a fucking drag it is so slow and draggy and like, it's that tutorial phase where they're trying to teach you the mechanics, which are pretty simple ones. Like, you know, press this to break something to get a material and then go to a crafting table. And then this is to move. But in between there, they're trying to set up the story, like establish like exactly what's happening story wise, because you have the building mechanics and then you have like the story and adventure mode, but it's just like, it's so much dialogue that it it got and. It got to a stage where I just started skipping. I don't care what's happening now in the story. I'll figure it out along the way. I just want to get to the game. And I don't know how much I skipped through, but I still feel like I'm in the tutorial phase. Like, I built a little thing. I completed some quests um, and... I'm still being told, Oh, to do this, you can do this. And I'm like, far out, just let go of my hand. Let me go. (laughs) Like if it gave me an if it gave me an option to be like, hey, do you need the tutorial? Like, do you think so? I would have definitely gone in cocky and said, No, I don't need the tutorial. Let me go. So maybe they can implement that. I don't know. But
1: That's tough because it's a demo and it's so tedious. Like
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe they're like, oh, we'll give you the demo. You can go through all this shit now, so but no, it's given me a bad experience, so it's put a bad taste in my mouth. So I probably wouldn't buy the game based on that, you know?
1: Oh well, wow. mm.
0: like I don't know. I'm gonna give it like more of more of a chance, but it's just because it was Minecraft, but the graphics of like the Dragon Quest universe, like the style and everything, it's adorable. It's so freaking cute. Um, so I thought that that would be the good angle on it, but right now just. The hand holding is killing me and the dialogue like and I by dialogue it's all written. So it's just like, you know, all the blue blah, 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 and the bottom of the screen. And you're like reading through it and you're like, Okay, enter, enter, enter oh Jesus, enter. I enter, love that enter. that
1: sort of voiceover you just did then for yeah. the dialogue.
2: It's perfect.
1: yeah yeah. It, it, w- it wouldn't look out of place in just about every sort of, you know, JRPG style or, or anything in that sort of animation style where you're clicking through and it's... Yeah.
0: So I, I was actually more thinking like Alex Kidd, I think it happens in there.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no. then... Anyway. is paper, rock.
0: Yeah. From
2: my experience playing Dragon Quest, the first one, Dragon Quest Builders,
0: mm.
2: I, I was also a little bit... Dissatisfied with the speed at which you unlock the things that you can build because in Minecraft you can do anything straight away.
0: Yeah, once you have have, like the material. Exactly, but
2: like that's the only requirement is that you have the material. The actual um, ability to like build is not restricted to you at all, whereas in this it's definitely restricted from the word go and that makes the whole thing sort of really boring and it it really does create a very slow start. So. Mm If that's happening in, in 2 as well, that's a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, I think that the first one was definitely... It's a game focused at children. And I think that it's trying to... It's trying to handhold a child through the building process. Because there are there's a lot you can actually do in the first one. And I th- it sounds like this one is also probably aimed at a younger audience. Which kind of sucks. Because I, I had fun with it. Like, I really did. But... Be it just I don't know it's sort of it's capped you know the I kind sort of hope it's capped. not meant
0: for kids because you find dead bodies on the shore
2: in the second one up. yeah yeah same <laughs> same kids two years older maybe I don't know maybe helping them kids grow up yeah well
0: I Some guess real life
2: lessons
1: but it's it's interesting in that regard like I think about Kids in technology these days, they're probably more adept at picking up something Oof. like this and working out on the fly than we are, and yet they've pumped all these tutorials and handholding mechanics in it, yet five minutes in, the kids are probably building houses and whatever else. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah, Nintendo, what are you doing? Come on now. I,
0: well, it might not be, like... The problem is, is maybe I can't see between the fact that I'm being jam-packed with tutorial and story. So, I think it's like, here's the learning element, but here's also story here's like here's what's happening here's here's a little bit of like who you are who we are what's happening right now who's that guy who's that guy like meanwhile this is how you pick up a box i think i think it's just too much just like chucked in there and i don't know i sometimes i think i'm really impatient so no you
2: <laughs> impatient oh,
0: 12 half inches no um so who knows i just i just wish there was a skip element maybe <laughs>
1: maybe yeah uh you've lost me to the inches yeah it's interesting so because this game what releases in a few months time i think in full but they've just got Mm. this like time demo available to try and generate interest but it sounds like it's almost going to go the other way and force people away from playing this game
0: i don't know like some people might enjoy it like some people might be really into the dragon quest universe and to them they might be enjoying it because they get that story element Mm. and then they also get that freedom now where they can you know build things like build a kingdom and kingdom balls and then defend themselves against you know token dragon quest monsters but to me right now i'm just i feel like i'm being pulled by like my freaking hand dragged through the fucking tutorial because kicking, screaming man
1: yeah yeah it doesn't sound like something that i'm going to even give the light of day so uh yeah thank you for that uh honest Good review because right it's gonna save me some cash <laughs>
0: If it changes, I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, something that didn't save me much cash this week is The Elder Scrolls Online. I'm back, baby. I'm back. I
0: saw that. I saw that on the agenda. I'm like, that motherfucker took my thing. (laughs) (laughs) I said I wanted to try (laughs) it and you're like, you know what? I'll jump on.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm waiting for you now. So yeah, jumped on The the Elder Scrolls Online and uh, got into the latest expansion the elsewhere expansion which is bringing dragons into the elder scrolls online finally which is pretty sick i'm really enjoying it like it's still more of the same eso if, if anyone's played it uh over the, the several years since it's been in existence it's or if you haven't you know you're thinking of an mmo something like a world of warcraft is, is a good comparison um eso has better graphics than uh the world of warcraft that's for oh, sure oh but the the sort of the races and and the classes you've got your your traditional sort of spellcasters you've got your your templar option your dragon knight which is your standard warrior uh i've gone the nightblade so i've made like a a little female wood elf, Nightblade. So she's sort of like a little Arya Stark, little little tiny meek thing that's just going to be sneaking around, ganking everybody from the shadows. Um, so she's been rocking around, dual welding some daggers, uh, running roughshod through dungeons and things like that. So it's really good. It's just easy. Like the the rotations for your abilities is, is really smooth. The controls are great. Being able to jump from first person to third person is really good too. So depending on how you've played Elder Scrolls games in the past, you can feel comfortable with that obviously you've got a ton of mount options aesthetics and cosmetics heap of lore scattered throughout the world like the the world map now is freaking huge like there's what uh morrowind there's um this elsewhere expansion they did like a thieves guild based one um a way back as well so the world is really really uh realized and living and breathing and so much to do and all your little sort of um classification offshoots you want to do on the back as far as leveling up abilities and certain other things. It's just, just oh my God, I was almost overwhelmed with what was going on on the screen at times because there's just so much happening, but it's so good. It's I've missed MMOs. Cut.
0: Like, do you have to buy like a membership or something? Well, no, nah,
1: okay. so so they did have like a monthly fee to start with that was compulsory. They've since scrapped that. So you could jump into the okay. base game for I think 30 bucks or 40 bucks for the base game. But if you wanted to pay, I bought the the full Elsewhere version, which was 70 bucks. And that gives you access to all the previous expansions plus the full game. Okay. And then if you want, you can pay, I think it's $15 a month to be an ESO member and that gets you, uh, I think it's 1600 crowns a month, which is like the in-game currency to buy stuff at the shop. So you can get new mounts, new skins, uh, things like that. And then as well as some other additional perks uh, every month, but yeah, you can just do a singular one-off purchase, have the game forever and not be getting that sort of uh recurring payment a la uh, World of Warcraft. But yeah, I'm loving mm. it. So fun.
0: Can, so fun. Can you just like run around naked?
1: Pretty much, oh, well, in, in your you know, in a g-string or some undies, yeah, okay. yeah. So you, you can be pretty well in the nud. And you've got what is there? Nine nine sort of races. Uh, so if you wanted to do an orc race or an Argonian, which are the lizard people, the Khajiit, which is like the cat people, you've got three different elf races, uh, you know, Nords, which is your Vikings and a few others. And then you've got six different classes you can play as. Like there's a necromancer class in there now, so you can sort oh. of control and summon the dead and stuff, which is pretty badass uh there's sort of i can't remember warden i think the class is and you can actually have with one of your um subclasses in that uh class you can actually control animals so sort of like a hunter like a what is it like was it a beast tamer or hunter dream is that what it was i can't remember but you know the one i'm talking about from like wow like the the hunter offshoot where you obviously have animals come in and fight for
2: you oh you're t- in wow it's just hunter okay yeah yeah, yeah. hunter warlocks have it too okay who else has? Yeah, that's it. Just those two. Just those Hunter,
0: two. Hunter, Warlocks, what is this, Destiny?
2: <laughs> oh, everything? Uh, I'm hearing so many things that break my heart. ESO has better graphics than WoW. Well. Brendan, oh. It really it does. does. God damn but it. It's,
1: but it's also like, you, you know, WoW sort of lends itself slightly to a more cartoony look as that's opposed right, to true yeah. realism.
2: That's right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So, di- different strokes. <laughs> different strokes.
0: I but really yeah it's so fun this. i really it's want so to try fun. it but yeah uh, i'll have to keep looking at it mm. i just don't want to get fully absorbed because i actually jumped back onto gta online this week and so many so many things have added to it now so i'm probably going to get more addicted to that again so i need i need one gaming addiction at a time please yeah. So yeah i might have to still put ESO on the back burner
1: yeah this this elsewhere expansion the, the dragon thing's a big hook uh being able to fight dragons and take down dragons is is pretty cool. Uh, anyone that's played Skyrim knows how awesome that is. So, mm. being able to do that in a shared online world with your friends, I think is pretty special. So, uh, yeah, I'll be playing a little bit more of this over the coming weeks and leveling up my little uh, Wood Elf Assassin. So, uh, well, Wood Elf Nightblade, I should say, for Elder Scrolls Online. So, um, yeah, kudos. I'm I'm keen. Jump on. Come come raid with me. What are, what are you playing that
2: at the moment? PC. You're on, on PC. PC. Ah, interesting.
1: I've got it on the Xbox, and, and I'm like pretty high-end level on there, but I haven't played it on there in years, so I've done yeah. a clean build on the PC.
2: Cool. Yeah, but that's that's about me for playing. What about you, Dream? Um, I, Well, it's been a couple of weeks, so I've, I've, I've played a few things, all strategy and sort of tactics games as well, which wasn't a conscious decision. It just sort of played out that way. Um, I, I, strategic way? I've played um, <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions which is a, a Square Enix game from 2007. Um, this this game I I love this game. So it's it's sort of set in this world uh, it's sort of a fantasy medieval world where these two warring kingdoms are just at each other and you follow this you follow a series of characters but your character is this guy Ramza who's a soldier he's he's part of this like great house um, called Beowulf, they're like leaders of knights. So there's like this, like immense pressure on this guy to just be like this really honourable knight. Um, it plays out like a, sh- a Shakespearean play. It's it's there's a lot of tragedy. There's a lot of betrayal. Even the language between the characters, it's all quite Shakespearean, which is really cool. Um, the it's a tactics game though. So if you imagine like a a chessboard or a grid board. You control a number of characters um, on this battlefield and it's turn-based. You move them around, attack other characters and and win the map. Um, The main thrust of the game, it's all about like the job system. So you get to change your character's roles between fights so that they can be like a knight in one battle and then like a white mage or a black mage in the next one. And they get to carry across like job specific traits between games, Uh, sorry, between roles. So like Dragoons are typically the only class that can carry a Javelin. But if you master something in that class, then you can use a Javelin in any class. So it's like, it's really deep. It's pretty cool. I'm playing it on the mobile at the moment. And it's just a nice way to get me from train station A to train station B. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me about the Onion Knight class?
2: I can't tell you a great deal about the Onion Knight class only because I haven't unlocked it yet. It takes fucking ages to do that.
0: You would say there was many layers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
1: It's a very tear-jerking uh, class to play, that's for sure. It's very emotional.
2: Nice well, one, guys. Nice one. Great back and forth. <laughs> um, no, I don't know too much about the Unionite Knight class because I'm still yet to unlock it, but I'm about halfway, I think. Yeah. If you've played, there are a lot of like tactics games out there and Final Fantasy, like there's four tactics games in the series now, I think. Like if you've played any of them, they all play the exact same way. You don't really need to learn anything new, but it's still, it's like a really fun, fun game. I, I The one thing I'm a bit, and I don't know if it's me, it's just that I I find that I need to grind. Like I need to do an, a, a random encounter to level my guys up in between every single story mission. And that's fine. It just, I don't know. It gets a bit, it does get a bit old. But anyway, that's that's kind of my only gripe with it. Everything else is pretty good. It's a cool game. I think it's like 10 bucks. So if you haven't got it, and you need a tactics game in your life, maybe choose that one. Mm, yeah, for sure. What
0: do you play it on? Is it the PC game?
2: nah it's mobile
1: so it's ios oh, it's and android and i think it came out on the psp way back when didn't it
2: it did yeah Th- this came out oh. on the psp I-, I wouldn't be surprised if it's on steam like most final fantasy games are on steam now so maybe have a have a bit of a look peep that's Beep right a total war three kingdoms i've I talked about this briefly a couple of weeks ago I- i'll probably only talk about it briefly again it's a turn-based strategy and real time tactics game that came out this year. Uh this game fucking is ridiculous. This game is crazy. Total war games are like just mind blowingly fucking annoying.
1: Um, okay. I was curious to see when you were saying ridiculous, like
0: yeah, is
2: that in a positive light or is that a negative? It it's positive in like a a uh like I don't know, it's
0: it's positively negative.
2: It's like it's it is. It's it's just a chore. It's it's a bit like a like a like a from software kind of title, you know? It's not, but I'm mm-hmm. saying it's like the difficulty. Like it's so rewarding when things work, but when things don't, it's so frustrating. And the problem with Total War games, because it's turn based and there's so much to do, you might already be like fucked, but you won't realize it for five turns.
1: Oh, okay. you know what i mean yeah so you're doomed well at well ahead of you actually being aware that you're doomed it's,
2: yeah you, you're strolling the along strategy though yeah it, it, it is like it, it kind of is but it's just it, it is annoying because again you might spend like half an hour on those five turns because there's just so much to do and you might feel like you're doing well and then this like huge army will just appear on your doorstep and then another huge army will appear on your doorstep. And then you find out like all of these other tribes have broken their allegiances and decided to go to war with you. So you're like fighting a battle on so many... F- it's just so crazy. It's it's a great game. I love it. I think this in particular is a great Total War game. It's just so hard. And I think that's that's actually one of the... It's kind of one of the good things about this game is that it is consistently difficult throughout. Usually in Total War, after you get control of so many regions, it, it does start to be a bit easier or there might be a period in the game where it just kind of takes its foot off your throat. Total War Three Kingdoms, foot on throat the whole way through. Everything is difficult. It's it's cool. I, I probably won't talk too much about like the mechanics of the game because... It's just so much, but just like suffice to say, it's a, it's a great strategy game and I would totally, totally recommend anyone who's into turn-based strategy to get this game.
1: So, So you're enjoying where they have not really taken their foot off the gas as far as that consistent sense of impending conflict, like even when you are becoming like quite the warlord and and conquering many many areas there is still people rising up or going against you You, you're enjoying the fact that you can't sit back and become the relaxed dream dictator knowing you've you've conquered the lands
2: yeah no i I am but like the the interesting thing about this game compared to the rest of the total war series is that this has a, a story weaved in and characters um who all have Uh, you know, specific wants and needs and allegiances and they feel different ways about each other and that all ties in and so there's this like, there's this faction that right from the get-go, they're kind of like the bad guys and they go for you straight away and they make these like really demanding requests like they'll ask you to give them all of your money and then a portion of your money for like 10 turns and you also have to be like a, a vassal which is uh, you know just their their bitch basically unnecessarily but like they'll make those demands and they'll threaten you with war and it's kind of cool and then like when they go down it's a huge thing you know the it's it's like every faction acknowledges that this bad guy's gone down it's cool
1: i like that they weave in a a good narrative to it as opposed to just go fight and take over this part of the world and then the next and the next i like they're weaving in a little bit of story and a bit of an emotional hook
2: yeah and if you if you don't care for that at all though like they give you the option they're like you can either do it story mode way and i think they call what they call it it's like romance like a a romantic campaign or you can just do a straight up total war domination style campaign no story go fuck yourself let's just like Mm. let's just play the game yeah
0: sounds like my kind of game yeah
2: <laughs> um anyway I, again I, I highly recommend this game uh i do love it i know i just i know i might have sounded a bit negative there but it is a it is a genuinely challenging game and it requires a lot like it takes a lot from you to to to, to play it correctly so yeah give it a crack. Yeah.
1: You can you can't be half in. You got to be fully committed oh, to succeed in block out your teams. Saturday. It's
2: like playing risk. If you've ever played risk, you know that you need to scrap everything you're doing for that afternoon and get ready to like lose a friendship or two. That's kind of how total war <laughs> works. Um <laughs> the the other game I played Dotter Underlords. Have you guys at all jumped onto the Auto Chess craze that's happening at the moment?
1: I I haven't, but like and I need to because I love chess. So I want to know more about this. like, Because yeah. this, this game, what, it's in beta right now?
2: It is, yeah. And spoiler alert, it's nothing like chess. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So my, my hype level just fell off a cliff. Do you want
0: this chess-like game? Well, guess what? It's not like chess.
2: <laughs> um, it's close to wizard's chess. Uh, uh,
0: uh.
2: I don't know what that is either. Harry Potter I... reference, guys. Fuck you, bro. Oh, okay. Oh, so, uh, yeah. All yeah. Right. Um, so this, this is, yeah, Dota Underlords. It's, it's one of three titles in the newly formed auto battler genre. Um, and this is being developed by Valve. Now it's, it's kind of a response or a reaction to the very successful mod map on Dota 2 called Auto Chess. And the way that game works and the way this game works is that you play off, you play against nine other players. I'm pretty sure it's nine. And There are turns and every turn you face off against another player in a simulated battle. Like it's all automatic. You don't control anything in the fight. The only thing you get to do at the start of every round, you get gold. You get to spend that gold on pieces, which are characters or warriors, and they all have different types and traits that synergize with each other. And you place them on a grid board. And then at the start of the round, they basically just go straight for the enemy's pieces and whoever's pieces are standing at the end of that round wins that round. And you go for round after round, like usually it's about 30 to 35 rounds. If you're you know, doing well and in the top three, It's it's crazy. And then if you lose a round, you lose life based on how many pieces are left on the board. As you progress through the rounds, you're obviously buying more characters, upgrading your characters, and also buying slots on the board to add more characters, if that makes sense. So you might be able to start off, I think when you start fighting, you can have three characters on the board and then you need to unlock more slots so that you have more people there to, to give you an advantage. This game is so addictive and so it's it's crazy how deep it actually is there's an rng element because you only get offered five pieces to choose from every time you go to the shop and you can choose to get five new pieces but that's going to cost you gold to sort of re-roll those guys you don't have to spend your gold either so if you save your gold you get interest so yeah i love a bit of interest love me a bit of interest too and so you're constantly making a decision about whether or not you want to upgrade the amount of pieces you have, or sorry, upgrade the pieces you have, purchase more positions on the board, or just save your gold so that you can have an advantage in the late game. Because if you save it, you basically get double what you would in a normal round if you if you work out your economy correctly. Okay. And then And then there's the whole battle side of it where you need to place your pieces in positions that work, you want pieces that synergize well with each other because they have bonuses. It's just, and you, you it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like I've played a lot of it and I don't quite have a handle on all of the pieces yet. It's nuts. It's, it's like, it's, it's a surprisingly <laughs> tough game and it's really good. Allie, you're laughing. What are you laughing at?
0: I'm just. I'm laughing because you're like, it's a chess-like game. And I'm like, oh, God, that sounds exhausting. And, like, I can't believe it's something that is more mentally exhausting than chess. That just sounds like an absolute (laughs) mind screw. You're, like, going through all the different levels and everything of what's required to play this game. And I'm just, like, sitting here going, there's a lot of mind work going on here that I just don't think I can commit to. It's
2: not that tough. I, I promise you it's not that hard to pick up. The concepts, the core concepts are easy to pick up. It's, uh-huh. it's about like the the hard part and this probably won't ever get easier. The hard part is in making the decisions about like what pieces you're going to get and making like smart decisions there because you might, you might get like a, a good piece like a, at level one, but you need to buy that piece three times to upgrade it, if that makes sense. As soon as we've got three copies okay. of something, it upgrades. And yeah. you might not see that piece rotate through the shop again, you know, f- potentially for the rest of the game. And you've got to sort of roll the dice on that and measure that against like, well, if that doesn't happen, what other pieces do I have? What else, what, what, what strategy do I have here? What's my out? It's really cool. It's it, You know what, it like, if it's so nicely in, alongside like CCGs and MOBAs, like I feel like this is that crowd that will gravitate towards these auto battler games. Um, interestingly, Riot have developed team fight tactics. So that's also in beta at the moment. And oh. even though it, it's like, I feel like they're like, all right, how do we do this but make it different enough that <laughs> we can get away with this shit? If you look at it, it's a board. There are pieces, but it's like it's a hexagonal sort of grid instead, instead of a square. Of a square. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they change the shape. Yeah. Place.
1: Well, I just um, I just downloaded Daughter Underlords as you were talking about it, so I'm gonna give it Beautiful. a look. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna I'll, pl- give it wow,
0: a look. I'll totally play
2: with you later, man. It's it's actually really cool. It is. Um, the, the thing as well, though, it's, it's also available on phone and I, I was playing it on my phone. I would not recommend to do that. The games can go for 25 minutes and that on the phone chews up roughly 30% of my battery. No, (laughs) no, not exaggerating at all. How about those in-game
0: purchases?
2: I've played it a few times. No, no, no bullshit. 30% and no in-game purchases.
0: Wow. I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure
2: I'm sure they're coming. I'm sure they're coming. <laughs> but to actually play this game, you don't need to buy anything because uh, it it offers you everything as a mechanic in the game. It's just RNG on whether or not you get it. But um, Sam,
0: is there surprise mechanics? That's the important <laughs> thing. <is> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, from last week.
1: Surprise mechanics. Yeah, surprise that's, mechanics. That's the new buzzword courtesy of EA. Mm-hmm. Ah loot boxes yeah. yeah instead of loot boxes they're called surprise mechanics
2: i love that i fucking love that some pr dude patted himself on the back hard after coming up with that he, he left the meeting went home had really bad sex with his wife he thought it was great <laughs> went to a bar later that night told everyone how he just came up with a new term called surprise mechanics and it was quote unquote a game changer that's what happened. And then
0: they proceeded to tell Steve to please leave the bar. He's making everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll all see. You'll regret this. <laughs> you'll remember me. <laughs>
2: uh, sorry, I feel like we've been talking forever. That's me.
1: That's good though. I'm um I'm excited. I'm I'm interested. You certainly were. Uh, Getting the cogs turning in in my interest levels when you were describing this Dota Underlord. So I just installed it on the mobile. So uh, maybe I need to install it on Steam as you well.
2: You do, you do. Yeah, don't don't play <laughs> it on your phone. Like I'm not exaggerating, thirty percent. And my battery is great; lasts like a full day without charge. It's mm. it's crazy how intense this game is for your battery. Hey, um, really quickly, I I rented Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse this weekend. Like hey, hell yeah! Do you watch it on? What do you watch it on? Uh, I was just watching it on my TV.
1: Yeah, but like was it like 4K Blu-ray?
2: Was it a Blu-ray? Did you was uh, it just streaming? It's it was streaming. Oh, okay. Um streaming in HD. But All right. Yeah, I like my my TV's crappy, so I wouldn't even if it was in 4K Blu-ray, it would still look like HD.
0: <laughs> so did you enjoy? Okay.
2: It? I loved it. Oh my god, I've seen this okay. I've seen this film already, but man, I just ah. like I just wanted to mention it really quickly, like if you haven't seen it, it's worth every cent. Go and watch mm-hmm. it, like however 100. you can, just grab it.
1: Yeah, just buy it on 4K Blu-ray, chuck it in your Xbox One, play it through there. It is one of the best-looking things on a television you could sort of digest in any in any sort of sense of media. I think. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, something mm. else that's worth digesting. AudioTechnica.com.au, best in audio equipment. I know we talk about it every week, but they are you know good friends of ours here on the show. If you're looking for headsets microphones in-ear headphones cans turntables if you want to do some sort of uh you know listen to a bit of vinyl at home they have got it all at a very attractive price and it a uh, japanese made quality we are swear by this brand well before they came on board as a sponsor so audiotechnica.com.au while you're there head on over to weare8bit.storeenvy.com to get yourself some tasty gaming merch you know we've got t-shirts hoodies tracksuit pants swimwear backpacks phone cases and everything else in between i think it's the most complete gaming related geek store there is in the marketplace today so we are 8 bitstorenvycom and last but certainly not least head on over to patreon.com where we are edging closer to getting the comedy rewind podcast off the ground uh but yeah for those that don't know patreon.com Forward slash we are 8 bit. Donate for as little as $1 a month. You're going to get exclusive access to the 8-bit cast early, as well as exclusive access to perks and swag that you cannot get anywhere else. So stickers, pins, t-shirts, hoodies, and also the chance to be immortalized in the family portrait. So uh patreon.com forward slash we are 8 bits. But on to some news.
2: This week's news headlines.
1: And the first one. Two weeks after suspending Dr. Disrespect for live streaming in bathroom, Twitch restores his channel. And this comes by way of Cecilia D'Anasto at Kotaku. Earlier this week, Twitch reinstated Guy Dr. Disrespect Beams' gargantuan Twitch channel. This follows its removal after an incident at E3 involving a camera, a public bathroom, and a 14-day suspension. Dr. Disrespect, whose whole shtick is a bald-faced irreverence, was attending California's E3 convention when, on the show's first day, he and his camera person live-streamed Dr. Disrespect entering a bathroom. Tens of thousands of viewers watched him walk past bathroom using attendees and go into a stall, all of which was apparently a violation of Twitch community guidelines. Twitch suspended him as a result, and on top of that, E3 revoked his badge. Dr. Disrespect didn't seem to be taking his band very seriously, as evidenced by his posting an E3 recap video describes as, in quotes, mishaps lead to recaps, and posting emotes of himself in a bathroom stall. Earlier this week, Twitch reinstated his channel, and predictably, his fans are pumped. Dr. Disrespect has remained offline, but his chat is full of exciting viewers anticipating his next stream. Twitch declined to comment, and Dr. Disrespect did not immediately respond to Kotaku's request for comment so here we are again with this double standard bullshit due to twitch being fearful of losing meal tickets like a doctor disrespect um you know if they do permaban ban them for things like this which i think is more than fair he would obviously jump to another platform but here we are getting sort of the free pass again what do
0: you guys think of this he broke the law <laughs> yeah he publicly filmed people in a restroom like, that's law-breaking. So, if it's not the matter of, like, Twitch community guidelines or whatever, like, it's literally he broke the law and it's on camera. Mm. So, like, I don't really want to admit this, but sometimes I watch on YouTube little this guy who does, like, recaps on things that happen on Twitch, and a lot of the involvement is who gets banned and who's unbanned. And so I kind of see what falls, like, you know, what Twitch jumps on straight away and then, you know, kind of where they sit with certain circumstances. And the fact that this person, like, sorry, Dr. Disrespect got, what, 14 days was it?
1: 14 days.
0: 14 days for breaking the law.
1: (laughs) A little old slap Um, on the wrist.
0: Yeah, as, like like you said, it's just like, you know, if, if it's the money makers, if it's the high earners of Twitch, they just, they get a different set of, like, rules Mm -hmm. like they you know doesn't apply to them so i I don't know how like i know that it's their platform so technically whatever they say goes and it's a matter of if people aren't happy about it then leave the platform but i don't know just like something like this high volume this in your face this so publicly especially at e3 i kind of feel like that more should have been done and it's just stupid. It's like, this is the one time where I've really just gone, this is fucking stupid.
1: What about you, Dream? I know you've got a pretty good stance on um, on streamers as a whole, but what do you think about this Dr. Disrespect-related <laughs> situation here?
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a, such a loaded question. Ah. Uh, uh- <laughs> I can't tell you how little I give a fuck about this whole story. <laughs> I really can't. Um, that's exactly the angle we are going to get. <laughs> like, like uh, I hate, <laughs> I hate, I hate everything about this story. I hate, I hate that it's about a streamer. I hate that we care about this guy. I hate that he got banned for two weeks and came back for something dumb, and that that's news. And uh, and yeah, I hate that he's a piece of shit filming people in toilets. I, it does make me laugh um, and it does make me think of this great video on YouTube. Guy catches another guy looking under the toilet stall. It was on, um, I think I saw it on like Joe Rogan's, po- someone's podcast. And anyway, just YouTube that. It goes for 30 seconds. This guy's sitting on a toilet and then he's recording like just the ground. And then he moves the camera down and you see this guy just like watching him. but like it's like the guy gets caught and he's so awkward about it it's it's hilarious anyway um yeah i dude i i don't know i i I think this is just dumb this is dumb this is such a waste of time it is
0: it is is dumb and it's it is a waste of time in regards to like regardless of not twitch is a part of the gaming community it's heavily ingrained in there so it's always going to be topical um just, I guess it just falls down to double standards and Twitch still being probably still the uh, highest rated and most popular gaming streaming but platform. There, but so but there's a whole
2: world out there, right? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I disagree with the notion. Uh, no, I don't disagree with the notion that they're ingrained. Like, it totally is ingrained mm-hmm. in gaming. But, like, yeah. you could happily live, uh, like, a, a gamey life, gaming life <laughs> without stumbling across twitch you could totally do that and i feel like that that is the richest side of gaming too like i i don't know i don't have like a great metaphor or analogy for it but i do feel like there's something very gross and toxic about this streaming culture and i feel like we focus on it so much because it is very in your face And it's everywhere you look if you're on social media. But if you like, if you just kind of take a step back and just look at the, you know, what's happening in gaming on whole, you can totally find a happier place that is so bullshit free elsewhere without like getting caught up in this stuff.
0: Mm. And that's true. And it's, it's obviously going to fall down to personal preference. Like, mm. I don't really want to delve into the battles of whether Twitch is, you know, good or bad and start debating with you. Um, I'm just going to speak from a personal aspect. I do jump on Twitch. I jump on Twitch a lot. Um, I enjoy it. And I think that comes from a lot of my background in being the younger sibling and having an older brother and watching him play and still finding enjoyment uh. of enjoying a game as a viewer. Um, And also I've made a lot of good, you know, community friendships and joined a lot of groups based on having a mutual interest in a game and finding these people within streaming networks. So I've seen the benefits of working on, you know, jumping on Twitch and being engaged in Twitch. I agree with you. There is so much shit on there. So obviously you filter it to you try and stay out of the bullshit and stick to the good stuff. You're usually fine. So, yeah. But as a t- in terms of like a, I guess, a media viewing source, like Twitch is like, apart from YouTube, Twitch is the other side, you know, that's the live side, I guess, the other way that you can engage. But you're right. If, if it's not for you, you can totally take yourself away from it. You can totally disconnect yourself from it. But I've just seen positives in it. I've had good experiences in it. So, you know, Twitch is going to be in my lifestyle.
1: Mm, Dr Disrespect is not having the best experience in it right now because his sub count is the lowest it's been in over eighteen months. So uh, what is
0: it? like twenty thousand
1: <laughs> it's 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 still very substantial. like it's over yeah. eleven thousand. but like for the last eighteen months, he's averaged about twenty five thousand. so there's there's been quite the drop um sort of the last few months, which is uh very interesting to see like, he was at 23K in May and now he's, you know, sitting at around 11 for June. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe some people out there are uh, getting a little bit sick of his shtick. Like, there is a lot of young or, you know, early adults that, that fully endorse this guy and love his edginess and all that other shit that he carries on about. And, you know, they're very blind to, to what he did, as you said, Ali, that it, that was, you know, a criminal act. There was some, some young-ish looking people in that video when he sort of yeah, walks into was. the bathroom. Like, it's it's a dicey situation. So I'm curious to see if any, any type of, um, you know, criminal ramifications ripple off the back of this or anything legal uh, might ripple through. No doubt some of the people in that know that he's a pretty successful uh, content creator. Maybe they're going to try and get a little bit, bit of cash out of uh, Dr. Disrespect, but
0: don't blame yeah, it's
1: just this like it's gross and i know like i'm sort of with you in a little bit dream as far as these bigger larger than life characters in twitch that sort of shadow over a lot of the the more relatable normal normalized people that do do the good stuff on the daily but the fact that twitch are just so quick to dismiss what's happened here it's like yeah you, you've paid your dues here you've set out 14 days Welcome back to our platform, Mr. Disrespect. And keep bringing all your subscribers in because we want that money. And like, it's it's so blatantly, obviously, and you've seen similar with like PewDiePie with his various antics on YouTube and, and a whole mm-hmm. s- host of other big dogs out there that just are money earners that just get second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances where, you know, if it was a you or me streaming mm-hmm. on there, we'd probably be banned for life. Permanently, so, yes.
0: yeah.
1: The world we live in.
0: Yeah. And like I'm not going to also I'm also going to say it's not just doctor disrespect. This yeah, is yeah. a this is a recurring thing with a lot of popular streamers where they break certain rules and people have actually reflected on saying, well, this person did something similar and they got a permanent ban. This person did technically something worse and they only got, you know, but the only difference is is one has more viewers, more subscribers mm-hmm. than the other one. So, yeah. It's it's I guess it's just like more about like I mean, the more that this happens twitch is setting a standard so if they're gonna keep going this way i guess i don't know accountability yeah. like who, who here's responsibility That's of that it, but.
1: it's just that whole tony montana like first you get the money then you get the power and then i guess in dr disrespect's case he also got to women because he uh cheated on
0: his wife <laughs> one more than he should yeah anyway let's Push move on the limit
1: let's move on to a topic that i reckon dream might be a lot more positive to talk about Sony announces live-action Final Fantasy XIV TV series. This comes by way of Joshua Rivera at Kotaku. Sony Pictures' television and production company, Hivemind Entertainment, the company behind Netflix's forthcoming adaptation of The Witcher and Amazon's The Expanse, announced a partnership with Square Enix to develop a live-action Final Fantasy TV series based on the online role-playing game Final Fantasy XIV. The live-action television series will tell an original story set in Erosia, the world where Final Fantasy XIV is
2: set. That was, that was awful. <laughs> How Eorzea. do you pronounce it? Eosia.
1: Ah, fucking some, <laughs> some wanky bullshit. <laughs> With the, when the series will focus on, what the series will focus on is still under wraps, but per a press release, it will explore the struggle between magic and technology in a quest to bring peace to a land in conflict. Also promised are the series' long-time calling cards, Magitech and Beastmen, Airships and Chocobobes, as well as the live-action debut of Sid. It's still in the development stage. There's still no word on who will be cast, nor is there any footage to speak of. Same goes for network or streaming service you'll find the show on or even a premiere date. Dream, does this uh, tickle your Final <laughs> Fantasy pickle?
2: Um, no, <laughs> no, not at oh, all. Well. No, wow. I mean it's it's just because it's not. uh so this is this is the second TV series, um, adapted from Final Fantasy XIV. I don't know if you remember, we did talk about it on this show, and it has come out. There's a show created um in in Japan called Child of Light, and it's about this like father son relationship um, where oh, there's yeah, a huge ages ago, there's a huge disconnect, yeah. and the dad. Um, I think the dad gets like laid off work, and so the son decides that it would be good if his dad had started playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and they have this in game friendship that they don't. But like the son knows what's going on, but the father doesn't know that he's like that's his son, and so they connect and talk. It's so weird. Anyway, um, it's just I- I've played a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. It's not a. It's it's a really cool world, but it's like. It's, I don't know what you would do for a TV show. And like, it's such high fantasy. That's the thing. Like it is high fantasy. So if you look like Google Final Fantasy 14 right now, image search it and like, look at the costumes, look at the world, look at the aesthetics. Like how the fuck does any of that look good in live action? None of it, none of it would. Um. So it, I, I I'm not, looking forward to this i'm pretty sure this is gonna be about as great as a wet fart they can be pretty humorous and like talking about the company sorry i i, I missed the name of that company but they did the expanse the expanse sucks the witcher no, hasn't come out the, the expanse is great the expanse sucks brendan it sucks and it's time you wake it to wake up to yourself fiction. and realize that
0: i've just seen some pictures of some half naked bunny women that might go down well
2: that that might go down well you're right ali yeah, no, I just I don't uh, show me The Witcher first. I think that'll be the that'll be like the the litness test here.
1: I think The Expanse is a good measuring stick oh, to dude, it too. I like dude. The
2: Expanse. Mm. Mm. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'll take fine, I but I think I it's can't better. Take than any. Fine. Are you both image searching <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen right now? I, I did. You you said you said you should check. I'm like I'm curious. It's 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 weird. It's very weird.
0: It is weird. It, I a lot of the pictures like really seem like it's further further away from what I remember Final Fantasy once being. If there
2: was like if this was an anime, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because it's yeah. like this content mm-hmm. lends itself so perfectly to an anime. But live action is just yeah. no good. I'm, like, I'm with
1: you. I'm with you. Like if they made made it look like animation style the same as Advent Children, I think that would be yeah. phenomenal. I'd, I'd be all up in that. Give me, give me some of that sort of CGI, Final Fantasy world. But yeah, like it would look a little bit funny. Like if they go like for like with those costumes and what have you, it will look a little bit interesting on screen. But I guess you could look at something like the Monster Hunter movie they're making at the moment, which is pretty high fantasy, and they've got big obnoxious costumes and big obnoxious weaponry, and it doesn't look too ridiculous from that leak trailer. But yeah, I don't know. Like,
0: I- I think so. Why is that story? Why fourteen?
2: Well, that's a that's a really good question. Um, who knows? Like, because no, 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 because like you're you're right. Why fourteen? Probably because fourteen is the most. There is a story, but it's it's not centered around specific characters. It's centered around your character who you create. Um, so it's kind of you know open if that makes sense. And it's and it's it's okay. It's a you you could you could just keep going with that story as well as they do more expansions. So I guess if you did it in any other Final Fantasy story, it has to be that story start to finish, those characters start to finish, and that's just too hard maybe. Whereas this, you can tell like a really simple, single isolated story in a short amount of time, and you're not beholden to anything that's been done already, if that makes sense.
0: If they were smart, they just should have done all the stories, and then they could just do seasons.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you need a producer credit, Ally.
0: Damn mm. straight, I do. Yeah. Give me Final Fantasy X and a bit of. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: want to see that in live action. The
1: best worst game laugh in history, right there.
0: One hundred percent. Though I did like the game. I did yeah. like the game. Mm.
1: All right. The last bit of news we're going to bring to the table today. Narrative-based PUBG game announced from new team led by Dead Space creator. And this comes via way of Emma Kent at Eurogamer. Far from being contained to Battle Royale, PUBG Corp is branching out into narrative titles. As this week, the company has unveiled, unveiled its new studio, Striking Distance. The studio will create an original narrative experience within the PUBG universe, whatever that may be. A post-Soviet thriller? An adventure through the Thai jungle? A Mad Max version of Miramar? In any case, it seems the new studio will be in good hands. As industry veteran, Glenn Schofield is taking the helm as CEO. As Vice President and General Manager of Visceral Games and later a co-founder of Sledgehammer, he's worked on some major titles such as Dead Space and Call of Duty. In his introductory video, Schofield said he's looking forward to, in quotes, the freedom to explore the PUBG universe and the opportunities that offers, which we view as beyond Battle Royale, end quotes. In terms of practicalities, Striking Distance is being built from the ground up and will be based in San Ramon, California. It's wholly owned by PUBG Corp, meaning the mother company will also publish the new title. What do you guys reckon of this? A PUBG narrative-esque experience, potentially. Uh... Why?
0: they've Yeah, technically they've got all the freedom in the world to create a narrative because it's literally just a blank space. And are they basing it on the first map or do all the other maps come into play? Or are they just like, hey, it's a PUBG universe, make something special about frying pans and that's about <laughs> it. Enjoy.
1: <laughs> a humble chef goes rogue after his daughter is abducted <laughs> by the Mexican cartel.
0: That's exactly right. I like the whole like um post Soviet thriller kind of thing. Like there are like little elements of it that you can kind of see, and like this guy's attachment to Dead Space, and I guess a bit of Call of Duty um can kind of set some kind of tone yeah. if he you know keeps it like that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like a Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's what I'm thinking it could work with okay. something like that. Um, got that third person over the shoulder camera style. So got the action and the shooter mechanics, but a storyline weaved in. Dream, what do you reckon about this? A PUBG gonna stick the landing on a uh, on a narrative based entry to uh, their their universe?
2: Uh, um, they absolutely will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, this is gonna be the best game of the year that it comes out in. Um, no, I don't know. It's weird. You're right. It's kind of funny. I just think like PUBG with a story is just battle royale. The movie. Yeah. And yeah. anything. It, it, it And then it like and then it really is just a, a just a bad imitation of something that was really good. Um, it's cool. I don't know. I don't necessarily have like a problem with it. It just kind of reminds me of like Telltale style games where they themselves are sort of spin-offs. Um, like the Minecraft, like if you think of the Minecraft Telltale game, that's that's a story that's in a very abstract um kind of world so you know i'm it's it definitely like it's possible it'd be cool to see what it actually looks like
1: yeah yeah like they've got a they've got a a a veteran sort of helming this which is great but this is getting blood from a stone almost because what what world exists currently in pubg apart from post-apocalyptic looking areas where Uh you're just shooting 99 other people to try and get a chicken dinner so i don't know but i guess it gives them a, a pretty big clean slate to play with as far as creating a world out of that too so i don't know i don't know
2: there's some humor in there though like if you look at like the PUBG trailers they're funny trailers i like i recall one where the guy's like jumping out of a caravan he's getting shot at but he's like blocking it with a fry pan and it's it just kind of looks absurd but it's the humor you understand because you know the game and i I like i think there's probably some things there that would make any kind of story interesting um like what do you do with the fry pan in the story that's kind of
1: i don't know you you think it's going to be like a a Hobbs and Shaw based video game where they're just going to go over the top as opposed to more grounded realism, just big, extraordinary Don't talk ways about
0: to kill. That stupid movie uh, I
2: maybe. cannot wait for Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> the trailers are so wait. insane.
0: So stupid.
2: It is It is possibly, it's maybe the film I'm looking forward to the most this year. In the year that John Wick <laughs> 3 came out, this is the action film I want to see. It looks bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Anyway, I don't know.
0: The the only thing I could think of is maybe this game will set the stage of the lead up to what leads to battle Royales, Maybe, yeah, Um, they could do the establishing. Um, you know, like the at the end of the game, it kind of brings up why battle royals happen. Mm. Maybe, um, but and how the you know land became so barren, so like like everyone's dirty in like well especially my character but in PUBG, like everyone's character is disheveled and you know kind of wrecked although they need to explain why everyone jumps out of a plane and who drives those planes but maybe
1: maybe it starts from iron chef and the iron chefs got fed up to try and see who was the king of iron chef hence the battle royale started and there's the frypan weave in where um bobby flay and all those types of guys and girls uh are are trying to see who is The ultimate master in in the kitchen, and so they fight to the death.
0: Maybe people are in like some like poverty and in order to win food, let's say a chicken dinner, you have to survive a battle royal just to eat.
1: Oh, maybe 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 Colonel Sanders is the evil baron (laughs) and he promises chicken dinners (laughs) to the poor while they're raising the chickens for his farms that he then sells, you know, to millions of locations around the world. Maybe it's maybe it's a KFC origin story.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: writes awesome. itself
0: yeah sign us up we've got this covered After to San Ramona
1: <laughs> yeah in Ramon. Cali
0: San Ramon <laughs> yeah, I'm, halfway th- I'm halfway there that's it <laughs> just just, just
1: jump on the bus and head down there knock on <laughs> uh, knock on the door. knock on Schofield's door <laughs>
0: yeah I got some ideas oh,
1: alright so that has been the news this week I thought we would uh, wrap this episode up With a little game show, something a little bit different. Um, On the back of my recent diagnosis that I am very, very much addicted to The Prices Right. I thought we'd play a little game that is in the same vein as The Final Showcase, where you two have made your way through, you've spun the wheel, you're at The Final Showcase. And uh, if you can remember from the Australian versions with Larry Emder, there's there's a fixed price. But in this regard, it's going to be a year in question. And you're going to rotate and take turns as I give little facts. And you guess the year and I can say a higher or lower from there. So does that make sense?
0: It does. So <laughs> so
1: ah. it's it's sort of like a spin on the who am I. It's instead like a a what year am I talking about here? So I'm going to be... <sighs> giving facts um, Ali you can go f- have the first guess uh, if you get it right obviously the game ends right then and there but if Dream guesses and it's wrong I'll enter like happen. rattle off the next fact so on and f- so forth until we crack which year I am talking about in video games so let's start things off so if we start on the first day of this year January 1st 2001 Battle? that is incorrect Hi, you are along. out for
2: this
0: thanks for taking my turn Sam
2: is it wait is it your turn
0: I thought you said I could go. I first.
2: Yeah, I said Ali could go. Oh first. my bad, my bad. I thought you said I thought you said we could like
0: <laughs> it would have been great if you got it too.
2: I thought you said <laughs> if like if if I stuff it up, it's Ali's turn. Yeah, no, nah, so Oh don't right, I don't forget I said anything, guys.
1: Okay. Cool. So on gen- January one, Battle Arena Toshidon came out, which is one of the first fully realized three D fighting games.
2: Oh, oh I love that game by the way. Have you guys you played do? that? Yeah. It's like it's like you play in mechs. Yes, yes.
1: Oh So jumping forward to May uh, May 11 through 13 The first annual electronic entertainment expo Is held in Los Angeles, California
0: I just want to say that I actually Because I know the audience may have heard me I already said 1988 So if that guess was wrong Then it's on December
1: That is is incorrect And it is higher
2: Yeah, it's 1997 or something
1: That is incorrect And it is lower we are jumping to the next. we jumping to the next fact here. So, whose turn
0: is it? Mine now. But apparently, every time I say my year, I always get it at the wrong time. On
1: July twenty-first, the Virtual Boy thirty-two-bit <laughs> console was released in Japan. It was subsequently dis- discontinued on December twenty-second of the same year.
0: Well, I am going to say nineteen ninety-four again.
1: That is incorrect, and it is higher. Nineteen ninety-six. Oh, shit. Dream. That is incorrect. Fuck. And it is ah, lower.
0: 1995.
1: 1995 is correct.
0: Ugh. I fucking finally won. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I, I, had
1: some, I had some good zingers in here. I had some good facts. I
0: noticed that you really didn't want us to say our answers because every time I said one, you would just keep talking. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just sit here. <laughs> in your corner. In my corner, shut up.
1: Okay, a couple of other notice- notable things that came out in the year of 1995. Controversial point-and-click adventure game Phantasmagoria Ooh. came out on the PC. August 14, the NES is discontinued in North America. Oh, shit. September 9th of 1995, Sony releases the PlayStation console in the United States. And a few months prior to that, on May 11th, Sega releases the Sega Saturn in the United States, which was the beginning of the end for Sega and uh, building of uh, consoles and hardware. In October of that year, Time Crisis debuted in the, in the arcades. November 5th, Twisted Metal debuted on the PlayStation 1. November 20th, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest landed on the SNES. And in November 5th, Facts debuted on the web. I've got a few other ones. Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness... Came out on December 9th of nineteen ninety five. Dream. I know you'd uh, be a big fan of that one.
2: I've actually, I've actually only played it a couple of times. Oh well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, nineteen
2: ninety
1: five was a bit of a banner year. Like, obviously, that was the uh, the creation of the Sony PlayStation, uh, the fall of Sega. Uh, a fair few games coming out, like Time Crisis was, was a bit of a big deal for its day as far as one of those uh, penultimate you know, genre-defining arcade shooters.
0: Yeah. And they stopped doing the uh, SNES.
1: They did stop doing... Oh, no, the NES. The NES got wound Oh, worn NES. Down. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, in November of that year, uh, Nintendo unveiled a playable version of the Nintendo Ultra 64, which obviously was renamed to the Nintendo 64, at the 7th Annual Nintendo Space World Software Exhibition. Man, that uh, event just rolls off the tongue. And they demonstrated yes, yes. two games, Kirby Ball 64 and Super Mario 64. So uh, 1995, hell of a time. I was nine years old.
0: I was something years old. <laughs> I'm not good with age anymore or years. I don't even know how old I am now. But it was, it was definitely prime time. Mm.
1: So yes, that is the, uh, the first round of what year is it? that was 1995 thanks for playing name in <laughs> cool <laughs> the name
0: is uh, obviously in progress yes
1: very much so <laughs> so this has been episode 157 of the Hungry Gamers podcast is anything yourselves want to say before we close this down for another week
0: I actually don't think I've got anything to say
2: no I'm good I'm good
1: <laughs> alright ending this episode on a high note <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone in the 8 Nation for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe us on your podcasting hosting platform of choice. And be sure to uh, leave us one of those t- uh, tasty reviews on the iTunes if you can because uh, it helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts while you're there rating and reviewing and subscribing. Uh, be sure to do the same to every member of the hashtag 8 Collective as well as all the other podcasts you listen to on the daily because it means an absolutely awful lot to us all. Uh, but yes this has been episode 157 we'll see you next week for the world first episode 158 i have been brendan you can find me at brendan 8bit that has been ali and salim you can find them at miss ali Hart and at salim td but until next week 8bit nation much love
0: stay hungry